go heady. Put it in my mouth. Poked her in the bum. Go heady. Yeah, there's some finger stuff. This is lip to lip. Yeah. Smooching. Yeah. Well, fucking welcome to People Time. Oh, shit. Sorry, was that too much? No, you're good. I, oh, shit. Oh, here no. we are. Oh, that's your, that's your excited oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> We're here. Yeah, welcome. Welcome to the show. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, program. Ah, program. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Mm, people Time. <laughs> so, uh... What's our fun fact for the day? Do you got a good fun fact of the day? Yeah, thanks for listening. Um, I read recently that there's a section of Anne Frank's diary that had a piece of like cardboard or crate paper or something glued onto it. Yeah. Okay. So they used some some technology to read what was underneath it, and it's it's dirty jokes, cute <laughs> cute kid dirty jokes. Really? So so they were hidden. What what do you mean by the cardboard was? Um... He was glued over it, so she wrote it down and then purposely hit it? Is that the idea? Yeah. Actually, at the top of that page, she wrote something to the effect of, like, these are my dirty jokes, and <laughs> That's awesome. I don't want anybody to know about them. <laughs> <laughs> what were the, do you have the jokes? What were the jokes? Yeah, there's a couple of them. One of them is, uh, do you know why the German girls of the armed forces are in the Netherlands? Why? Uh, as a mattress for the soldiers. <laughs> wow yeah. I, she was like 12 right <laughs> yeah she was 12 11 or 12 when she was stuck there uh, another one says a man comes home at night and notices that another man shared the bed with his wife that evening uh, he searches the whole house and finally looks in the bedroom closet and there a totally naked man and when the first man asked what the other was doing in his house the man in the closet said if you can believe it or not I'm waiting for the tram <laughs> That's pretty Which I guess <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know I'm just waiting for the tram Nothing What yeah. are you doing? Yeah I was up You me my pants <laughs> Is this yeah. not the tram? Oh shit where am I? <laughs> right And then uh, on that same page She discussed some other things That I guess she wouldn't want people to know about Like prostitution and uh, menstruation And things like that Menstruation She didn't want anyone else to know about menstruation I guess it's that's private to her Yeah She said all men, when they are normal, go with women. Uh, on the street, such women talk to them, and then they go together. And in Paris, there are big houses like that. Dad's been there. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't want to know about that. So she glued the she glued the uh, paper hidden. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking a man. She's a cute kid. Yeah. Very really charming kid. Yeah, I mean it doesn't end well, unfortunately. It's nope. Pretty horrific how that went down, especially since it was like a couple of days, I think, or weeks. Yeah. When she passed before that camp was liberated. Yeah. Yeah, it's shitty. Yeah, not fun, but the dirty jokes are fun. Yeah. Especially when it's from a precocious, cute kid just trying to understand sex and prostitution. You know, thinking about it, I might have to end Frank. I I think um, out of all the people we've now done people time on yeah that we've timed um yeah and frank i actually do know more about because of school all the other people we've done i yeah i didn't learn either nothing or very little i'd actually not because i didn't pay attention to school i didn't know anything about her except that she was a kid hiding from the nazis yeah until recently i think we did a, a simple wait i think we did her diary but it was like the condensed 
educational oh, version. Abridgment. Yeah, pretty much. And then Gross. we watched some films that were like reenactments and stuff that they believe happened. I don't know. Yeah. It's been a while, I guess, since I learned about it. But I do remember at least going more into detail of Anne Frank than most. It's a, it's a perfect way to, to, to educate kids about the Holocaust. Because <laughs> it's from a kid's yeah. perspective and... It's definitely something you need to tell kids, like, hey, sometimes we kill everybody. Yeah. And this is a nicer way to say it. Oftentimes, unfortunately. Yeah. And you if know. you know, if, if Anne Frank uh, is your way of learning about that, awesome. As a matter of fact... Um, I'm sure she would be psyched about that. Yeah. There's a there's a comic book that we might have discussed slightly about um, called Mouse, which is also about World yeah. War II and Nazi Germany. And uh, it's done well because it's, it's dumbed down to cartoons to make it a little bit easier to to digest the awfulness of what's going on yeah. while still kind of showing everything that's going on. If you're okay with mouse or mice being killed, yeah, the which mouse, I am. The mice are the Jews and the uh, cats are the uh, Nazis. You know, I have, there are mice in my house and cats, and the cats don't do shit, and I kill the mice. Hmm. So it's a different comic book. It's one where my wife feels sad when I have to throw away a dead mouse body. Yeah. And the cats just don't even fucking care. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh? Nice job, whatever. Yeah, it's not quite as artistic, unfortunately. <laughs> well, well, who are we uh, Who are we people-timing? Who's the main uh, subject? That's the right word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're actually doing uh, Hedy Lamar. Have you ever heard of Hedy Lamar? Yeah, that's um, Kendrick Lamar's sister. She's a rapper. No. No? That's pretty funny. That's not the case? No. Uh, no. Pretty sure it is. No? no? Uh, you're wrong. I don't want to hurt your feelings, but you're super wrong. She's Well, she's definitely related to Kendrick somehow. K-Dot. No. Hey, what's your name today? Oh, shit. I have one for this. Hit it. Uh, I am Pepe Sylvia. Pepe Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Carol! <laughs> Carol! Carol! Yeah, that's a great show. Yeah. yeah. Pepe Sylvia. My name's uh, Neil Mothman. Neil Mothman? Yeah, from the Mothman family. What's the Mothman family? Uh, we're just a proud family of people, and we're sick of our name being ran through the dirt in Virginia over that shitty Richard Gere movie. The Mothman Prophecies? How dare you? <laughs> you know, I don't know if I've ever seen it, but I've definitely heard of them. We're fine people. Or is it is it one movie, or is it multiple? It's just one. Oh. Yeah. It's based on that John Keel book. And look, yeah, we had a weird cousin that looked like a stork, and he ran around Virginia, but that doesn't reflect on us as a people. Right. The Mothman clan. Sure. Sick of it. So we're doing Hedy Lamar. <laughs> Sweet. Now, um, Hedy Lamar is actually was, um, requested by one of our listeners. They asked us to do Really? Uh, yeah. So they asked us to do Hedy Lamar, um, and I'm going to be honest, I did not know anything about Hedy Lamar when hmm. it was requested, so yep. I was like, okay, let's go take a look. And I pulled up, and it's actually quite yeah, interesting. It was a good suggestion. Sweet. So, are we, we name dropping? Yeah, we could. Yeah, it's Rick. Oh, cool. Yeah, go Rick. Go Rick. Thanks for the suggestion. And if anybody yeah. else wants to suggest names that they would like us to do, yeah, mm -hmm. we'll do them. See, here we've now yeah. done two. Oh shit! We've gotten two suggestions, and we've done both of them. Yeah, we're living La Vida Loca. Uh, Ricky's suggestion. Yeah. So yeah, if you send in requests, mm -hmm. yeah, we'll do them. We've gotten we've got a bunch of requests, and now we've done two. So mm -hmm. send them in, and we'll we'll review the people that you guys want us to talk Wh about. Whoever. Yeah. So that's whoever you are, you can request whoever. Yeah. That's fine. They just have to be dead. 
Yeah. That, that's our old, that's literally our only request. Well, and then like interesting. Yeah, I can't be your uncle Stan. I, I mean, unless he was cool. I know your uncle Stan discovered some neurological uh, I'm going to make up words now too. Well, Uncle Stan, he just slept with more like heavy set female bartenders than anyone else. <laughs> and uh professor noticed, wrote a book about him. Mm. That's what we're doing next week. Uncle Stan. I would fuck with that. That's fine. <laughs> no, but we are doing Hedy Lamar on request. Yep. And uh, Hedy Lamar, to give you a time frame, mm-hmm. um, she was born um, November 9th in 1914. So World War One is breaking out right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's, uh, she lives in, she's born in uh, Vienna, Austria. Um, Hungary as well, kind of. Yeah. Austria-Hungary. Yeah. I think they called it in the time. They were all very... They did not. Did they not? I don't think so. I don't know. It was the Ottoman Empire in World War One. I. Nice. I read a book once. Nice. I read a book once. You don't read. All right, so, well, uh, she was born to her parents of Emil Kiesler. That's her father. Kiesler. Kiesler. Like the Kiesler elves? Yeah, uh, no, I think it's Keebler. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. All right, I'm going to cut that. So you read books, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I have not read the Keebler Elves. Yeah. The, the history. So, uh, yeah, and he was a successful bank director. Uh, so he was actually, yeah, they were pretty wealthy. Um, and then her mother, Gertrude, I can't say the name, Gertrude. Gertrude? Yeah. Sure. Um, like Stein. Yeah. She was a concert pianist. Oh. Yeah, she was really good. That sounds very classic, like 1914, like banker dad, uh, pianist mother. Yeah, right. Yeah, Slipper. I don't know what the deal. That just sounds classic. Yeah, yeah. At least for upper class or higher class. Yeah, that's yeah. what my family was. Not mine. Yeah. Well, my dad worked at a bank, but he was a drunk. Mm-hmm. And then my mom took piano lessons as a kid, but I don't think she can play anymore. Because it's, like, it's the it's same. The same. Yeah. It's the same. So, um, with Hetty, um, she. Uh, by the way, her full name. So I guess because. We are saying it from how she's known, which is yeah. um, Hedy Lamar. However, her birth name is Hedwig Eva Maria Kiesler. Hedwig Eva. Which makes me wonder if J.K. Rowling. Eva? Eva? Eva or uh, E-V-A. Yeah, Eva. Eva. Yeah, maybe, probably Eva. Um, but Hedwig. <laughs> Hedwig. I don't know if, if that's just, I mean, maybe it's, it's got to be somewhat of a common name. I, I, Sounds I, like a man's name, though. Hedwig. I well, I think I Harry's. Harry Potter's owl is male, but I don't know if that really mm. matters. Harry Potter references. Hey. Wait, so the Harry Potter's owl's a guy owl? It's a boy. Uh, it's I think, a boy owl. I think <laughs> it's a boy owl. Yeah, and his name is Hedwig. Yeah, yeah, I recall so that be, from the film. So I don't know if that's a nod towards that, or if she just liked the name. I mean, there might have been other people. Even I don't know. I don't know if J.K. Rowling was a uh, Hedy Lamar fan, or yeah, or picked <laughs> names based on anyone I in real know. life. I have no idea. I don't find her particularly creative. So Hedwig, but she's she goes by Hedy. Yeah, who wouldn't? Yeah, it's a cute name, I guess. It's better than going by Wiggy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> her name's Hedwig. She's like, nah, I go by Wiggy. Wiggy. Yeah. She would not be, we wouldn't be talking about it right now because nobody would care. <laughs> I almost, that almost happened anyways. So, oh. I mean, granted, she's she's famous for, she was famous for a while. We'll, yeah. we'll get into that. I'm so, so fucking excited to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So she was actually super intelligent. Like, by the age of five, and this is something that uh, one of her kids said, so I, I, I mean, maybe take it with a grain of salt. Yeah. Maybe they, but she was very intelligent, so it could be very well true. Um, she said by the age of five that Hetty would be taking apart the um, 
kind of like the old school radios, you know, when they listen to. Yeah. Um, just uh, the old fashioned music box, I guess. Sure. Was what it was. Yeah. She would take it apart and put it back together, and it would work. Five years old. I, I can tell you right now, what I was doing at five years old was struggling with cable cords being tangled and not knowing how to untangle them. Mm-mm. Like the the Nintendo controllers, I couldn't figure out how to fucking get them to be two separate. Yeah, even at five, that's something yeah. impressive to be able to fuck with a cord. Yeah. I mean... I couldn't do it. I think so at she, five, it was... Mostly we were just, like, avoiding the impulse to eat glue. I, I ate it. I didn't, you didn't fight the I impulse. Did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I did either. Yeah. I definitely ate a crayon once. I recall that. Oh, nice. Because I was sat next to a girl, and it was before I was like... Girls. Yeah, it was before the girl impulse kicked in, yeah. and I ate the crayon. <laughs> Do you remember what color it was? <laughs> no. I remember how it tastes pretty distinctly. <laughs> that taste doesn't leave you. <laughs> did you and like I, it? Or I remember you? the girl how looked at me, it? and she gave me that look like, ugh. Yeah. Boys. And that's when it clicked in, when I was like, oh, I'm different than girls. <laughs> I'm going to finish this crayon anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was to say, did you eat the whole thing, or was it just like... I remember, yeah. I took the whole wrapper <laughs> off, and fi- I took a couple of bites, like... <laughs> Oh, man. This is not great. <laughs> it kept going anyways. Yeah, I'm going to finish it. Oh, fuck. I'm going to finish it. I don't want to be wasteful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My mom always said, finish what's on your plate. <laughs> yeah. So I did. So at age five, I mean, and she did. She liked to tinker. I, that's something that was known for uh, as yeah. a young child. She liked to tinker with stuff. She was curious. She liked that kind of stuff. By age 10, though, she could play the piano, which makes sense. Her mother did, so she probably taught her. Sure. But she could play well. Um, I don't know if she was you know, uh, a genius on the piano, but she definitely could play you know uh, and have it sound good yeah but um she also knew four languages by the age of 10 what what languages yeah so she knew hungarian of course um she also knew german she also knew english and i think the last one she knew was italian now i don't know how fluent she was but she i imagine could hold a conversation because it was as i found that she could speak these languages Hmm. by that by that age i wonder if that's common I don't know. I think For, in other countries, it's it's common to at least learn two. At least in Europe, yeah, they yeah two or three. I think even we're just very we suck. Yeah, over here. Americans, we don't give a fuck. Yeah, we only speak American, and that's everybody else needs to adhere to that. Yeah, we suck. <laughs> well, still at ten, absorbing all that, that's pretty impressive. Well, including on all of that, because her family was on the wealthier side, she also took dancing and learned ballet. Mm. By the age of ten, she was already. Starting to do sure. those kind of arts, and is already showing signs of wanting to be an actress, and that's what she's really most known for um, during her time frame of being alive. Is, okay, as being an actress. See, I've heard the name. I don't. I didn't know that she was an actress. Yeah. So she's actually she's actually a huge actress, and as we'll get further into, you'll see just how much. I'm fucking strapped in. Yeah. Fuck, dude. Um. So her parents did eventually send her to a boarding school, um, a Swiss boarding school, to mm. finish up the rest of her education. Yeah. Um, and at this time frame, I mean, we're talking about like high school and stuff, maybe even younger, actually. Um, it was even stated that in her pretty early teens, yeah. she was already being recognized as being unnaturally beautiful, as it was stated. Creepy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Diff- different times, still creepy. Uh, no, definitely still creepy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, she's. <laughs> that 10 year old's got, she's gonna, she's gonna grow into something interesting. Give her a year and a half. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, it might have been the kind of back then. I don't know, man. You go to those like kid pageants. I think that's what those motherfuckers are thinking. Ugh, I'm so glad that that guy out a lot in France. By the way, did you know that? Thank God, it should be out loud everywhere. I agree. It's goddamn creepy. It's weird as shit. And look, if it, if we lived in a cute vacuum where we could get away with 
you know, uh, celebrating kids as being cute, that'd be fine. But we don't live in a vacuum. No. The only, only people, people going to those shows are your parents, are the and, kids' parents, and pedophiles. And creepy, yeah, creepy. That's it. Middle-aged white men. Yeah. Don't do that to your children. Yeah. Nasty. So um, she goes to school, and she is getting quite a bit of attention because she is considered to be extremely attractive. All right. And uh, when she comes back, she wants to pursue further into... Her acting, she wants to go actually pursue acting. Yeah, and uh, she meets um, she meets the producer named Max Reinhardt. Okay. Max Reinhardt, he owns his own like drama school in Germany, and so he meets her and he's like, "Yes, this this child is very attractive. Yeah. This is a good looking twelve year old." So he's like, "Come come to my school, yeah. and you're going to learn the arts of drama and theater, and we'll get you into uh, acting." That's what happened to the Olsen twins. You know? Is that exactly how it happened? Yeah, they were they were two or three years old, and everyone was like, those are some hot-looking kids. Yeah. Let's throw them on the TV. Yeah. That's what they said about Hetty. <laughs> oh, my God. I assume. Pretty much. I didn't do the research. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, she was she was 16 years old, and she's got an older man being like, come do this schooling and stuff, and I have no idea. It is, there's nothing that impl- implies anything, but mm. she was considered to be, like I said, extremely attractive. and. I mean, yeah, that's fine. Yeah. At 16, you know. You look close to how you look the rest of your life, and people are like, "Yeah, it's pretty, pretty." Yeah, still weird. So she goes and does the acting school, and within yeah. a year, she lands her first job on the silver screen. Shit. Yeah, like movie. Yeah. Wow. She gets her first film. Now she doesn't get a, a huge part, but it is still a, a big achievement because everyone starts somewhere. And... I gotta Google this underage person. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think you're gonna find very many. Well, you will find pictures of her when she's eighteen, at least, because. She comes out with a movie when she's eighteen that you'll soon learn about. But sweet at sixteen, she gets uh she got she's getting like extras right. She's she's an extra in the background, um, and she does a couple films that are in Germany, um, and uh, it quickly becomes not a thing to be in German films because Hetty's family is Jewish. Oh no! So, so you like as a Jewish actress, they're just like you. We you just can't be here. Well, so what happened was this is the early thirties. Um, early 1930s, and anti-Semitism is is starting to show its face yeah. mm-hmm. in Germany. And um, yeah, I think her producer and some other people were like, "It's getting controversial. If we put you up, it could be a problem. So we're not gonna have you do German films anymore." Jesus. Yeah, which actually kind of ends up being kind of a good thing for her career because hmm. the next film she goes into, she stars in, and it's a Czech, uh, it's a Czech film. Czechoslovakia. Yeah. And how? So she's like 18, 17? Yeah. So now she's 18 years old. Um, and yeah, it's about 1932 to kind of give you the time frame. It's okay. still not going well in Germany. Like it's not, there's no outbreak yet, but it's, yeah. So she's. Yeah, they're not, they're not killing them yet, but they're still. Yeah. So they, so she stops doing the German films to go do this one. And it's a film called Ecstasy. Ooh. Yeah. And. Uh, I th- I've seen that. Have you? Well, it's on a streaming website, but. Have you really? I, yeah. Well, it's Ecstasy with starring 18-year-old girls. I don't know if <laughs> Hedy's in it. Head is in it. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah. Head probably in it. There's a lot of head. I don't know who Hedy's in it. <laughs> no. But uh, so she's 18 years old, does this film called Ecstasy. And the film, um, you know, she would have probably become famous anyways because she starred in it and she was extremely attractive. Hmm. Um, but it, she got even a little bit more of a bump because she appears nude in the film. Whoa. Yeah. 
So you're not really too far off from what you were saying before. Wow. Not only does she appear nude, but it's the first. It, it seems to be the first film that ever showed a girl. I'm gonna Google it again. Appearing to have an orgasm on film. Oh, so she's not just like nude tastefully. She's she's getting fucked like the. Well, so the, the, being the, the 1930s, I'll tell you, because I. I, I did the research. <laughs> right. <laughs> so her 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 nude scene of her it's brief and she kinda runs through a, a lightly lit force kind of thing. Okay. So it still feels And it's I would tasteful. say as far as yeah, as far as, as far as artsy fartsy films go, it's on the artsy side. Like it's not All uh right. you know Well that's probably black and white and it is, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the scene where she appears to have an orgasm it shows before, like her and the guy, are, uh, yeah, yeah. So I'm looking, I'm <laughs> looking at the pictures. Yeah, I'm looking at the pictures. <laughs> okay, so the, to give you an idea what the film is about, I guess real quick is that it's a young woman who is married to an older, impotent man, hmm. and needs to go find love with a younger man. Yeah, that's the premise. That's the yeah. That's the idea. That's what's going on. I have definitely seen that movie. <laughs> and so it's on a it's a different format. But. So her character finds the younger man, and they have a scene where they're getting they're getting getting it on. I, I'd still say like you might find some of the stuff on TV now. Or yeah, maybe ish. I mean, not TV. Just no. necking. Yeah. So they're kissing, and Sweet. it it gets to the point where she lays down, and he lays down too, and then it just goes onto her face. And then she appears to have an orgasm. And in order to get this shot, mm. the director took a pin mm. and poked her in the bum. To um, mm. I guess I guess the the look of pain in your ass <laughs> is similar to an orgasm face. Well, for the director, it is. That's the only kind that he's used to delivering. <laughs> so yeah, so that's uh, that's what happens on the film, and she kind of like squinches up, and uh, that's. I don't know how to digest any of that. Um, just do. Okay. Just digest it. I just swallowed it. Yeah. I just swallowed Hetty. Oh, man. There's going to be a lot of jokes in this one. I can feel it. <laughs> well, come on. He poked her in the ass. Her name's Hetty. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just too, it's just all there. Yeah. I feel like I don't even need to say anything. Yeah. It's pretty good. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the film was highly controversial for many reasons. Um, sure. Obviously, the nudity was a big problem. Um, matter of fact... The Pope at the time, who was Pope Pius Eleventh, mm-hmm. he came out in the Vatican newspaper and uh, denounced it, saying it was basically it's filth. Mm, not so fucking pious. He saw it clearly. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Someone's like, "You got to check this out. It's got this." He's like, "What? Let me see to make sure if it's yeah something I should go directly after jerking off to it in in the Vatican." He's like, "I need it." While having a small young choir boy poke him in the ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Poke my ass. Yeah. So not only that, but I didn't know this existed, but there was a thing called the Catholic Legion of Decency. You ever heard of that? No. Me either. So it actually was organized that year, mm. and it was a Catholic organization that reviewed all kinds of media, not just film, and basically let their followers know if it is something that is good or bad, if it was morally okay or not. Sure. Right? And they came out saying basically the same thing the Pope did. It was sinful. And I think this is like one of their big, you know, the organizations created that year. And they're like, don't go watch this film. It's filth. You know? Somebody's watching that film, though. And then even better, it is also banned Mm -hmm. by Hitler. What? And uh, For 
dirtiness or for Jewish dirtiness? It didn't say, but it seemed like it was because of she was Jewish. Jew- okay. It never said that he banned it. He never said the reason why. Like it's because it's got nudity in it. I have no idea if he cared if films had nudity or not. So I, I don't know. But they did not like to see Jews enjoying themselves on screen. <laughs> yeah. So he banned it from Germany. Well, so fuck him anyway. That obviously helped kind of. Which you know what. The rest of the world got to see Hedy Lamar's tits, and Germany didn't. They were like, fuck, let's just kill them all. Especially because um, even after this comes out, she's kind of labeled as the most beautiful woman in the world. <laughs> yeah. That's why World War II happened. We're so <laughs> mad about it. <laughs> this is we bullshit. We didn't get to see the most beautiful woman in the world? Maybe if we could take over other countries, we can go find the film in those countries. We can find Let's all the beautiful women. Go convince Hitler that he should go invade so we can go get that film. Hey, um, uh, hey, uh, Adolf, I heard there's some pretty good looking chicks in Poland, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> and then it starts. Yeah. And he goes, yes! Is that, is that how Germans say yes? When I, I can't do a German English. accent at all. Yes. <laughs> if, what, what's, what's yes in German? Uh, I don't know. It's not da. That's Russian, right? Da. Da. I don't know what yes is. What Nine is no in German. Well, yeah, we all know that because of um, Rammstein. <laughs> Nine. Yeah. Yeah, we've all heard that. Well, good for Hetty, man. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, if 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 you're gonna market yourself and she's not afraid of uh, of uh, nudity and yeah. selling it, and she's psyched, she's psyched about that. That's fucking cool. She was pretty. She's... I wish people would pay to see my dick. Yeah, nobody does. Nobody to, will. I've tried. Yeah, not I, without trying. You have to pay other people, and even then, they're like, "All right, I get it." I How still much do. Money? I do that sometimes. Yeah, as well. <laughs> here's twenty. Here's forty. Here's what, what's it going to take? Just look at it. Keep going. Keep going. Just more, look at it. Higher, more amount of money, please. Wow, just look at it. So she does do the film, and it makes her pretty famous in Europe. Like this is like kind of her stardom. And is this is this um. Like a well-received popular movie, or is it just controversial so everybody knows about it? Like, it's both. Okay. It's considered to be a, a good film, and then the controversy probably actually helped boost it up even more. Like, even word gets back to America, I think, mm-hmm. later on about this film, and America was a lot more they were a little more stuck up than I think Europe when it comes to nudity and stuff. We, we go back and forth, yeah. And uh, with that, I don't think even people saw the films. They just went, nudity? Ugh. Oh, my God. Ugh. You know? So, so with the... Um, with the film coming out, she starts to kind of get recognized yeah. and is being labeled the world's most beautiful woman. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, this catches the attention of one of the richest men in Austria. His name is Fritz Mandel. And for obvious reasons, um, you know, he, he arranges to go meet her because he's like, this woman is huh? hottest. Yeah, 18-year-old girl. What a, hey, hey, Fritz here. Yeah. So I'm sure with a little bit of his influence from money and his power, he goes over to, he finds a way to meet up with her. And she sees him and kind of sees the same thing. She's like, this guy's rich. He's powerful. Um, he might even be able to help me further my career more. Is kind of the mentality that it seems to be. Yeah, probably. So she uh, she actually ends up promptly marrying him. Promptly? Promptly. Like, they get married pretty quick, like within a year. So Eddie see, or Hetty sees uh, cha-ching. Yeah. Well, Sweet. And it might not have been necessarily just for the money and stuff. I think she thought he was like a well-put-together, you know, confident man. How old is Fritz? I think I, I think I remember him being something like 30, 30 in his 30s. Okay. Yeah. A little weird. Yeah. I'm 34 now. I don't think I could hang out with an 18-year-old. No, I couldn't. I mean... The most beautiful woman in the world, and I was rich, maybe, I guess. That's mm. what Hugh Hefner was doing. Still gross. Yeah. 
So yeah, so I think he's in his 30s and he's, uh, so they get married and as I was saying, she thinks that this will help kind of promote her acting and it does the exact opposite actually. Hmm. So uh, to kind of give you a little bit of insight about Fritz, the kind of person he is, um, the reason why he's wealthy is because he's an arms dealer and he is (laughs) selling weapons to both Mussolini and Hitler. Uh, Yeah. I'm sure he's selling to other people as well, but yeah, he's... I don't think arms dealers can have a lot of morality. They just, yeah, who's the buyer? It's like the American government. <laughs> who's yeah. the buyer? Yeah, he probably didn't care at all. As a matter of fact, he actually changes his um, religion to Catholic because he was Jewish yeah. and to try to hide his <laughs> Jewish heritage. Yeah. They're like, that sounds like a Jewish name. I don't know if I, no, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, look at this piece of paper. It says Fritz Catholic. Catholic. It's yeah. signed right here by the Pope. So he I was go, a, great. He was aware that who the people he was dealing with, and then it could probably have repercussions. So he yeah. made an effort to do that, so that way go, he wouldn't get go Fritz. Yeah, Act, yeah. Fuck, well, fuck Fritz, but go go ahead. Yeah, don't worry. It's yeah, it gets fun here in a second. Sweet. Too. So Fritz uh, was very controlling, especially when it came to Hetty. So he's rich. He's got a big mansion. He's got like maids and people that can kind of dote on Hetty. But really, he's kind of a pile of shit because. He saw Hetty as a as a trophy wife. Oh yeah, I the bet. most gorgeous woman in the world. Basically, he's taking her to parties and events mm-hmm. to introduce. To be like, look what I landed. You know, this is what I got. And you know, he was also impressed that she was intelligent and could keep on like uh, interesting conversations at the party. So that was also impressive that he sure. thought you know other people would be like, yes, this is you. Well, look how you're doing for yourself. Ooh. So he was a pile of shit because he was kind of treating her like an object. And um. But she really is intelligent. As a matter of fact, there's a couple conversations that she's having with um, him and other people about weapons and torpedoes. And she kind of starts talking about how there's this idea of that torpedoes, there are, when they get launched off, mm-hmm. they have a frequency that they kind of help direct where they want them to go. Hmm. And they were discussing that, and she apparently added in some insights to what she thought, and it was interesting stuff to the people that were at the table they're like oh man so she actually knows what she's talking about reading this bitch reads so did fritz ever go dear quiet down quiet down and just look pretty probably i mean i don't know if he ever did that he demeaned her in many ways i'm not sure if he did it like necessarily like that Mm. because she was intelligent she might have been a little she's probably smarter than fritz was so he might have done that anyways probably i've never heard of his ass but yeah yeah exactly but uh she um she was basically in lockdown anytime that she wasn't going to events. She had to stay at the house. She had maids that kept track of her, yeah. all that kind of shit. Um, and uh, better, better times. Yeah, better times. I I could keep my wife locked up. You know. Yeah. Wouldn't have to worry about, you know, the attention of other men. Wonderful. Pretty much. And I could just go fuck mistresses and make business deals, and she just shuts up. Well, and it's even stated that like he told her she couldn't go act, like she couldn't go be an actress. Yeah, fuck so like Chris. he's he's controlling the whole thing. Yeah. And you know, I mean, so she can't go be an actress, she can't go do the stuff she wants. She's feeling obviously trapped. Yeah. Yeah. She's married to him for a while. Uh it's not until nineteen thirty seven, so she's married to him for, you know, five years. Oh wow. Yeah. That's a lot that's a long time for a young girl. Right. Especially when mm-hmm. you just made your stardom in acting and then just stop. Yeah, fucking A. And so she He must have been a very aggressive person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But she has a plan. So what she does is she gathers up a suitcase, put all her shit in, and she gets a coat, and she starts to sew in all of her jewelry, or not all of it, but a lot of jewelry into the inside of her coat. So it's hidden, 
and she waits for him to leave the house and to go on some trip or business or whatever. Yep. And then she drugs her maid. <laughs> dress. <laughs> Wait, really? <laughs> yeah. No joke. She drugs her oh, maid, yeah. knocks her maid out, and then puts on her maid's clothing so she looks like the maid, and then grabs her coat and her suitcase, and she heads to Paris. She's like, I'm, I'm gone. Fuck this. She's like, I'm not even going to go through the divorce. This guy's controlling. It's not going to fucking work. He's so an asshole. I bet he's hitting her, too, and shit. Well, I would be She's surprised. Like, I'm out. Yeah. Good so, for her. That's fucking cool. Well, and I was going to say, if you're curious about what happened to Fritz, because this yeah. is 1937, in 1938, mm-hmm. um, Fritz... He gets butt-fucked to death. <laughs> eh, no, oh. not quite that brutal, unfortunately, but... Oh, he, uh... So, all the people he's just been dealing arms with and getting rich from, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, Hungary falls to, or Austria, sorry, falls to Germany yeah. a year later, 1938. Mm. And all of his possessions are seized, and ha. he is banished to Argentina. And what, just lives there despondent and yeah. shitty? Yeah. Good. He's no longer rich, <laughs> you know. He might have been able to get away with, maybe he snuck some of his money out, because he apparently was told he... He might have been spared. It's speculated he might have even been spared because Hitler might have known that, like, all right, this is the guy who sold us a bunch of weapons and shit. We're still going to fuck him over and take back, you know. His... Well, they still probably, they know he's Jewish, I bet. Yeah, no, they do. They find yeah. out he's Jewish. They're like, fuck him. Yeah, that's why he's getting banned and all this stuff. Because it wasn't just that they took over and they were just fucking everybody. They were still going after Jews and stuff. Yeah. So Fritz uh, died penniless on on an Argentinian beach. Maybe not penniless, but yeah, he might have snuck some of like a lot of times they would they were able to sneak some stuff out. If he if he had a heads up, he was able to get out of there. He probably grabbed some some form of yeah you know jewelry kind of stuff and gold or anything he might have had. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, a shitty person got what came from him, especially because he's selling yeah. weapons to the person who's gonna later. <laughs> Which is fantastic. Yeah, the money he made, they just took back. He's like, but Adolf, I gave you all the guns. I don't care. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, going back to 1937. Just so you can kind of know what happened to him you know, yeah. next year. 1937, she goes to Paris. She doesn't stay there for very long. Hetty decides she's going to go to England, um, London uh, to be specific. And mm-hmm. while she's in London, she decides, like, I'm going to go to America and go go back to acting. I want to go to Hollywood. Um, so she meets up with uh, a man, a producer, named Louis B. Mayer, and he is of MGM Studio. Does she meet him, like, because she wants to get into film, or is she just attracted to him? Like, no, she meets them just to. She she's trying to get a contract in Hollywood, and she, oh, okay. she ends up finding out who's the people over there that she can talk to. She meets up with him, and she's still extremely attractive, of course. So, um, he signs her on a contract for five hundred dollars a week to come do films in Hollywood. That's now, if you want to know what that is in today's money, yes, I have it written down. Five hundred dollars back then mm-hmm. equals in today's money eight thousand. Seven hundred dollars, fucking a, a week. Uh, what the? I can't wrap my head around eight thousand dollars a week. Yeah. So she, I mean, <sighs> that's the top of the line. It's because he knew she was going to be huge, because she's already making films in Europe. She already had the skills down. Most beautiful woman on earth, and she's considered to be the most attractive person alive right now. Yeah. Well, yeah. I guess that's true. I mean, a lot of that money is more like a contract of stick around. Let's 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 make some shit happen. Oh, yeah. So and now it is 1938, um, yeah. uh, and Hetty uh, stars in her very first American film called mm-hmm. Algiers, which is a weird name. I think it's the name of a city. Algiers. Um, yeah. Which is about a thief. Out from Algeria. Oh, well, maybe so. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Is it? Hmm. I, know, 
I know uh, Tangiers is a soccer team. Nice. That is that helpful? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, she um, she stars into this film Algiers, and it's about a thief. Some uh, it's actually kind of funny because it's played. Uh, the thief is named Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> no way. Yep. <laughs> that and yes, it is where Warner Brothers got That's the name to the, make their skunk character. He's the inspiration. He, they took. They stole the name. As a matter of fact, so he's a rapey French guy. I mean, I didn't see the film on this one, so but he's yeah, he's a thief that is horny. Because the yeah. thief, he he runs around. And he's trying to stay out of the you know trying to stay out of the eyes of the law while he's hiding, and he meets a young girl who is played by yeah, Hetty, and um, he falls in love and. And is trying to, you know, work out having a relationship while being on the run. And the film is huge. Uh, Sounds like Ocean's Eleven to me. Yeah. Yeah. It blows up in America, probably all around the world, but definitely around America. And everybody now knows who she is, at least over here. Because I think she was more popular in Europe at the time. No one really knew she was in America at the time. But she comes and does this film, and now everybody knows who she is. And everyone's like, who is this gorgeous actress? That's how you break in, man. Get the American people to want to see it. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Even if you are fucking a gross French guy in the film. Yeah. They still want to see it. Um, and, and she actually starts these trends just because of how she kind of dresses herself and how she looks to the point where, like, because every guy wants to bang her. And so <laughs> every girl is now doing the same. Like, they have their hair parted down the middle like Hetty did. Um, huh. And they're doing, like, their makeup like her, which is on a little bit on the darker side. Yeah. More sultry looking. Yeah. Yeah, from what I saw on the Google yeah, she looks like a, like a like a sexy Audrey Hepburn. Not to say that Audrey Hepburn is not sexy, but yeah, it, a more sultry. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. Uh, I'd still a say more, Audrey's still kind of that kind of like a little more kind of cute. Yeah, she's kind of a little more bouncy. Yeah, like. little, but yeah, uh, the pictures I saw of Hetty, she looks like deep eyes. Yep, definitely smarter than you. Yep. Yeah, and just like in control of the situation. She's, I just got that from pictures. That I saw. Yeah, right. Well, I would say I wouldn't say stern looking, but she kind of has a more serious look. And in the, yeah, but also she was told oftentimes to look kind of make have a vague look in her eye, kind of have a you know vacant kind of look yeah. stupid. She actually has a um, she actually has a quote that says something along the lines of anybody can be gorgeous. You just have to sit there and look stupid. Because yeah. she kind of didn't really care for the fact that a lot of people thought she was attractive because she was smart. She was intelligent, and she she greatly was demeaned down to just her looks. Yeah, I'm sure for her, the brains was number one, and to everybody else, that was number Nobody six. even knew about number one, the brains. Anyone cared about anything about her was that she was an actress yeah. that was gorgeous. And, I mean, it benefited her in the, in the fact that her career did well. And Did she ever, like give any like talks in a college or anything and then they were just like no no lower your blouse no but a lot of the people that she met um throughout the years and like actually had conversations with and like hung out with all of them were like yeah no she's she's brilliant like one guy came out saying something along the lines of the world knows hetty as this uh, sexy actress and you're completely wrong, not because she's not sexy, but because she's way more than that. Yeah. And he came out saying she might be one of the smartest people on on the, the planet. But who said, who said that? Howard Hughes. So oh. so she had a couple of different people basically praise her intelligence. Yeah. Now I, I read that one in passing, but uh, Hughes 
um, he came out saying that she was basically a brilliant, and he was a an aerospace pioneer. He's a smart for, guy. Yeah, yeah. And so he was like, because she helped him with stuff. I'll get to that later. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Oh my god, I'm so excited. So she was a little bit bummed that everybody just wanted her to just sit there and look pretty when she actually had thoughts that were that were interesting and fun and and ideas that could help you know in different scenarios. Mm-hmm. So let me go find out where I was real quick. Well, fast. I do love that she's an intelligent person who knows if she applied herself in that way, she could accomplish some stuff, but she's more interested in like, no, I just, I want to be an actress. Yeah. So I'm going to sell the look because that also gets money and, you know, I'm going to get richer this way. Well, especially because even if she wasn't an actress or a beautiful face, you know, she wasn't going to get a lot of attention for her ideas anyways because it's the 30s and she's Um, a woman. So even if she was brilliant, she's... Nobody would give a fuck. Yeah, and that's that's essentially what's happening. She might have gotten a little bit less because she was an actress, and people might think that well, actresses mm-hmm. are dumb or whatever. And she's one of those stereotype, dirty Michiganites. No, she's not. Remember, she's from. She's what from, What did I say? Michiganites. Uh, mm. she's not from Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> I just when I think when I yeah, mm-hmm. I get it all crossed in my mind. No, no, you're good. That's what we're doing. We're learning. <sighs> Michiganites. So um, so she does this film, and after it blows up, like there's a poll that goes out. It's like, who's the number one celebrity you know, oh, actress that you would want to be marooned with on an island? It's like a BuzzFeed article. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. And she comes out on number one by like a landslide. Holy shit. That, so she is the top. Yeah. That's crazy that... Like one film, and everyone's like, know that. that's who I... Uh, yeah, well, it's the 30s, too, so today's day, you know, not many people know about older films i don't think i don't know like you know uh audrey hepburn judy garland even that marilyn monroe but those are all a little bit later yeah so she's like the one lady before all that basically yeah good for her like there was one more lady that was actually before hetty but we're gonna get to that too mary pickford no oh okay no no my bad (laughs) so she she quickly becomes the sex symbol of the time frame. She's awesome. just everybody wants to know her, everybody wants to, you know, be around her. Yeah. Thing. So so she is so intelligent sex symbol, stars in a lot of movies. Um so she's she's the Britney Spears. No, she's the Michelle Obama. No. I can't believe you compared those two people. I regret everything that's happening. Just stick with Michelle Obama, that's good. Celine Dion. Oh my god. You were stop while you're Cher. <laughs> you're just saying people's names now, you know what I mean? Cindy Lauper? Ah, Michelle Obama, Julia Roberts, smart and hot. Okay. Also, a heady, heady married a Kenyan man. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that. No, okay, you're wrong. All right, all right. <laughs> no, so she continues to make more films. Some of them are not quite as good, and they're not. I mean, they're not as like her first came out with a bang, and everybody loved that movie. But she still continues making a lot of good movies as well. She's just kind of pumping them out. While she is doing this, mm-hmm. she's dating quite a few actors and producers Sweet. and pretty much anyone who's a celebrity. Um, you know, people are famous. They all hang out with each other, I'm sure. Yeah. So she even dates um, silent film actor Charlie Chaplin for a little bit. Ooh. Yep. Go Charlie. Yeah. And uh, she even has a brief fling with John F. Kennedy before he's president. Mm, who didn't? I, I know, think. right? Well, yeah, you're I right. Think, yeah. But I mean... You know, she might have been one of the earlier ones. She definitely was before Marilyn. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, that that dude will fuck anybody. I think he, I think he has to fuck people. Yeah, 
<laughs> Probably right. Yeah, she's you know she sees an attractive. The Kennedys are good looking guys. So and she meets him at a party. Like my name's Hetty. He's like, oh, that's cool. What does oh, that mean? And she's like, get on your knees. That's what it means. <laughs> what do you think it means? Heady. Give me head. Get down. And yeah, Jack Kennedy, he's, yeah, he's ready to go. Yeah. yeah. It's like, I'm JFK. Give me them. <laughs> Put it in my mouth. That's what he always said. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. Go heady. Yeah. <laughs> go get heady. The shitty thing, though, is during this time frame, she's coming out with a bunch of films. Um, she's dating around. All that's awesome. However, this is 1938. Yeah. Um, so her big film comes out. All these other films that she's doing. And uh, November 9th slash 10th. So yeah. The night of November 9th is when the Germans carry out uh, Kristallnacht. Hmm? Kristallnacht. Huh? I can't speak German. So uh, sure. that's, that's my best impression. I listened to it over and over to Kristallnacht. 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 Uh, it's also commonly referred to as the Night of the Broken Glass. And this is when Germans went through all of Germany and Austria and basically broke into all Jewish, mm. basically anything, any kind of buildings here. It could be their house, synagogues, hospitals that they owned, anything Jewish business owned. Yeah. Uh, and the reason why it's known as the Night of the Broken Glass is because the next morning when you walk through, it was just broken glass all over the streets. It was crazy. So were they... Um... Yes. Oh. They were rounding up all rounding the Jews. They were arresting Jews. No. They were sending them to the first concentration camps. No. And this became world news um, yeah. fairly quickly. And because Why couldn't they have been in Michigan at the time? Yeah. Instead of... Yeah. Yeah. And she's from Austria, so it's presumed that people she yeah. knew and stuff is... Yeah. That's rough. And there's nothing she can do about it. She's over in America. There's, you know... Uh, America's not joined the war yet at this time. No. I mean... It takes us a while. And this is really kind of, you know, this is really kind of Germany's first real hit. I mean, they've been doing all sorts of shitty things up to this point, but this is when they actually start really hitting hard. And, sure. And uh, so like, the rest of the world's really not quite into the war yet either. But, but yeah, he just... The Nazis just attacked. Um, so a little bit during this time frame still, Hedy ends up actually taking on a second husband, hmm. uh, Jean Marquet, or Marquis. I think it's Marky. Jean Marky, hmm. who was a screenwriter and a producer, and she divorces him a year later. Just no good. Yeah, he must have sucked. He's not good at heady. Yeah, not, probably not. He's not good at giving head. I guess head not. E. A year's not very long. Might have not even been quite a full year. It just said the next year. Like, within, like, you know, next year. It's like, whatever. Yeah. You're boring, Jean. I mean, your so... fucking name is Jean. You're boring. <laughs> Jean's though. Yeah, Jean. It's no, it. it's no Orville, that's for sure. Definitely no Orville. Definitely not Octave. Definitely not Octave. Yeah, she would have hung with Octave. Yeah, but um, it's kind of weird. So she has a son with Jean. However, um, she claims that the child is actually Jean's from a previous marriage. That hmm. like, like he basically just had a kid and then she married him right afterwards, basically. Oh, so she was never pregnant with this Jean child. She was. Oh. So this is where it gets kind of weird and even more so later on. But she, until the day she died, she told everybody that he was adopted. Like she adopted him because it was Jean's kid, not hers. Okay. But it was later found out that, yeah, no, it was it was her son. How did she hide for like eight months? So I think that was the reason why she was claiming that it was adoption was hmm. because they were out of wedlock by the time she had him. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so she ended up saying like, oh, no, well, I adopted him. 
Um, and then we got divorced, and now I'm keeping the kid. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, back so, back then, you had to make stupid excuses for shit, I guess. Yeah. So I don't yeah. know. I maybe she just didn't go do movies for a little bit during this time frame. But yeah. Um. So yeah, that's kind of it's kind of an odd thing. Yeah. But uh, she never tells her son the truth either. She always like up until she died, he thought that she, he died, and he didn't know. No, up until she died. But up he, until Hetty died. He, I think he found out, um, because they came out with records and were like, no, yeah, you're, yeah. yeah." So, um, she divorces that guy. Fuck him, I guess. Uh, I guess he wasn't very interesting. Nobody cares. Yeah, there was some sort of, yeah. yeah. Gene is dead now. Yeah. He died in Argentina. He got beat to death by some locals. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So, we're going to just go up to 1941, it's just a couple of years. Yeah. So, World War II um, is now actually happening. The U.S. still hasn't joined yet. And we drag our feet on that. Yeah, we do, for another year. But at this time frame, uh, she starts kind of, because she always liked having these conversations that were more intellectual and, and had ideas, and she's was thinking back to the torpedoes when she was talking to sure. her first husband, who was a total pile of shit, and... It's interesting because um, torpedoes have, at the time frame, the, the best torpedo they had was this torpedo that... Uh, so they had these frequencies. So you would send the torpedo off and it would be guided. So it was a, it was a frequency guided missile. Like radio? Yeah. Okay. And the problem with this technology and what was kind of brought up when she was at the table with her first husband was that they're actually really easy to jam. So when someone shoots you this torpedo, you just send the signal back and the torpedo no longer is guided and will just kind of go astray and off. And so right. when it hit, it did a lot of damage, but if you couldn't hit them because they were jamming you, then they were useless, basically. They just get lost in the water. Yeah, they'll just yeah, they'll basically keep going the same direction go until or, or even turn off to whatever. Hit a dolphin or something. Yeah. Yeah. So Hetty actually was thinking about this and was like, you know, I think I can solve this problem because it's a frequency. What's happening is you're sending one frequency at it, and the enemy can actually detect that frequency, see what it is, and then it sends that back to jam it, hmm. and it's that's what stops it. So she came up with this idea, which it's it's called um, uh, sorry frequency hopping okay. or spread spectrum. Now here's what the idea is. This is I, I got the main mentality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw her patent for it because they got a patent. Oh wow! But uh, and the patent like. When I first heard it, I was like, okay, I, I get this. And then I looked at what the patent was drawn up as, and I was yeah. like, well, this is more, way more complex. I don't really know how this works. <laughs> but to give you an idea, because it's, it's quite simple for the most part, is if me and you both had a radio, like the old school radios, and, and I don't over. You know? Yeah. Yeah, so if me and you both have one. Like a walkie-talkie. Yeah, walkie-talkie, exactly. They have multiple channels on them if you ever had ones that are, you know, you mm-hmm. know like 12 or 14 channels generally if you go buy a cheap one. And I can tell you, hey, I'm going to be on channel 12 be on channel 12 Mm -hmm. and then you walk away then we both go on that channel we can talk now other people could jump on and get listen to our conversation on channel 12 yeah that happens but if i were able to get my walkie talkie to continuously switch different channels and sync it with yours to always be switching at the same time to the same channels okay it'd be very difficult for somebody else to try to listen to our conversation because it would go from channel two and then a second later go to channel 12 and then the second later go to channel nine okay yeah and if both of ours are synced up to always change to the right you know the same channel every second yeah someone might might be lucky and get even a a small glimpse occasionally but they wouldn't be able to go find it this is the general 
idea of what she had in mind. Ah. So she's like, all I need to do is be able to have a signal that's sending to the torpedo that the torpedo can switch signals as well at the same time and the same frequencies. Mm -hmm. And that way, if someone even detects it, which is already going to be hard to do, they can't jam it because if they send over a frequency, it's already on a different one by the time it gets to it. So you can no longer jam it. It was like a jamming-resistant torpedo. And, I I mean, is that technology still... Yes. Utilized? Yes. This technology yeah. is used today in Wi-Fi. It's used in cell phones. It's It was used in fax machines. It's called jumping? Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. So frequency it's called frequency jumping. hopping. Wow. So, and just to paint it as, as I see it in my mind, yeah. she's talking to, to John Kennedy. No. And he's like, oh, we're having these troubles with torpedoes. And she's like, okay, uh, walk me through it, but continue, give me head. Continue give me head. <laughs> So JFK, of course, you know, he's giving her head and, and occasionally we'll be like, well, we're having these troubles with torpedoes. So she's thinking it through, you know, while poking herself in the ass with the pin because she's gotten used to that. Orgasm, yeah. Orgasming. And then she goes, well, why don't we just hop the signals? Yeah. Is that what happened? Is that what you said? No. Oh, okay. No. But that's okay because, I mean, so the the idea isn't completely original in the sense of like she went to more detail. This idea has kind of been around since actually like early 1900s, like 1908, mm. but not to quite to this degree. People are like, well, I can change channels. And if my listeners, it was more for communication of actually like people talking mm-hmm. on a secure, mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of a phone call type of a thing. So if I can switch channels and the other person knows which one I'm going to go to, then somebody else will have a hard time basically being able to eavesdrop on it yeah and it was even used a little bit in world war one again for communication purposes but it was actually really easy to to basically bypass like hmm. people could find out what they were doing and break the code and basically get in and listen to it As a matter of fact it was done in world war Two, where both sides were doing it to each other and, and everybody everybody always knew what the other one was yeah they basically got to the point where like <laughs> yeah we maybe can't always use this because yeah yeah and they called it back then. They called it. Um, it had a kind of a strange name. It was. Uh, it, it's kind of a funny one because they were trying to be tricky. So it's called this technology that was used in World War II. That's similar, but not the same. What she was coming up with is yeah. called Sigsily, and they named it this on purpose because they wanted to look like an acronym to trick the enemy. But it's not. <laughs> but it's not an acronym, <laughs> and it's like a diversion of words. But the more funny part of it is that it was uh, the Green Hornet is like part of that. Somehow there's like some code. Huh. They're like, because it sounds like hornets if you try to eavesdrop, but you don't have, you know, you're being scrambled. It just sounds like a bunch of buzzing. Oh, that fuzzy sound. Yeah. yeah. And so they tried to just name it something weird and awkward so that way the enemy was like, what is this? And trying to figure it out. And what is was, sick, silly? Yeah. Like, well, I think it's a pasta, but I'm also having a lot of fun with it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Stands for silly pasta. Oh, shit. How do you spell it? <laughs> yeah. Write it down again. Well, what's funny is that I bet like this signal hopping idea from Hetty, like you said, is not like a new idea, but you said she wrote a patent about it. Well, she actually Four. added more to this idea. That's what I'm thinking. This is, is what makes it even better. So this already kind of existed, but she came up with a better way of doing it. The effective motherfucking, yeah. yeah. And one, she's not just thinking about it communication purposes to people, for people to be able to talk. She's like, I think I can get this to work for a torpedo that has to use signals in order to be guided. So no one else was doing that. Everyone was like, yeah, we're using this kind of idea for... Huh communications and it's not really working that well yeah she was like you know what the problem is is that it's easy to figure out what you need is to have a random 
channel changing and it has to be broad enough to be hard to track down. So what she did actually is she met up with this, uh, he's actually a composer and a pianist. Um, his name is George Anthill and he was like a revolutionary music writing uh, and really he kind of made a lot of complex pieces to the point where people were like, you, you can't dance to this. The timing's weird and it's <laughs> fucking weird, man. Very, very postmodern. Yeah. yeah. And he liked to like try to match up instruments that never really went together or like only had certain instruments that like, okay, as a full band, that makes sense. <laughs> but you're just putting in like, you know, a harp and a fucking that's drum. The, it doesn't make sense. That's or, what they call art. Yeah. Whether it's a piano just banging and then a saxophone going. (laughs) But he was considered to still be good and a genius. Like he was good at what he did. All those guys are geniuses and quote marks. Well, nonetheless, he also was an inventor. And Hetty was impressed because of his piano playing skills. She played the piano. Her mother was a current. So she goes to meet up with him and starts talking to him. And this is where she presents the idea to. She's like, look, I have this idea and here's how I think it should work. If you play a really, really weird, complex um, piano piece where they're overlapping keys and they're weird timing and it's random, yeah. and we get a, a wheel that has a punch card in it that records what keys you're hitting. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of like this is like the most basic computing ever. So you you put in a paper into this wheel, mm-hmm. and it's a piece of paper, and when you play, it punches a hole of the spot of what key you hit, if that oh, makes okay. any sense. Yeah. So when you play it a bunch and play a whole bunch, you get a whole bunch of holes in it. And she's like, now I grab that and I make a duplicate of it. Mm-hmm. And then this is what the frequencies are going to be and on our side. And then we give one to the torpedo. This is the one that it needs to jump to. Oh, so, so they're on the same. Super random. Yeah. And it consisted of 88 possibilities of frequencies because there's 88 keys on the piano. Oh, what the hell? Yeah. So she didn't just go uh, make it random. She did something cool. She's like, take yeah. this wacko avant-garde guy's piano piece yeah. and make that. Yeah. She's oh like, let's God. mix these together. So That's rather hilarious. than be like, you know, let's make it like 25 or 50 or whatever. She's like, no, let's do 88. He'll play the piano and he'll have all this crazy stuff that no one will be able to like follow and there's no way you're going to be able to keep up with that if you're trying to hop I mean, onto that frequency. I mean as long as I, as long as the piano piece is original so they can't just get their right. <laughs> I don't think they would, yeah. So he loves the idea. He's like you're a genius, you're brilliant. This is yeah, awesome. That's fucking cool. Let's go get a patent for it. So they go in together to do the patent and it's this is kind of where it gets a little stupid. They get the patent for it, and mm-hmm. they're like, let's go to the military and present them this idea that we just solved a huge problem for the war. She has him go do it because she's a girl, and she knows that they're probably not going to be taken seriously. Yeah. But unfortunately, he's also just a pianist. So when he goes, <laughs> he's like, check out this awesome idea. They totally didn't get it. They're like, well, you're just going to put a piano inside the submarine and the torpedo? Okay. How are you going to fit a piano in the torpedo? So, yeah, it doesn't... They, what the fuck? They don't care. They don't give a shit. Well, you have these straight-laced guys running a war. Yeah. Which is serious business. Yeah. And then you have this wacko, I'm assuming, looking artistic guy and yeah. a woman walk in the room and they go, nope. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead and give your presentation. I'm not listening. Yeah. So, it, it, and the sad well, thing a, is... She's a girl. Yeah. She's a girl. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. The sad thing is it totally would have worked. It would have... Changed yeah. also the fact that we would be able to sink more submarines and shit uh, during the war. But no, yeah, they they dismiss it. They're like, whatever, that doesn't make any sense. Go away. So yeah. he comes back and he tells her, like, yeah, I'm sorry, there's nothing. And he was supposed to be pretty like 
pretty direct kind of person. I think that's also why she liked him. He was like kind of like a go-getter and like, yeah, like that's brilliant. I'm going to go do this. Sure. So when he came back and was like, they don't give a shit, she was like, fuck. Well, okay, that's, I guess that's what not going to happen then. At least I'm still the most beautiful woman on the planet. Yeah. 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 I'm going to go get some heady. Unfortunately, right after this, 1942, mm-hmm. U.S. enters World War II. Yeah. Pearl yeah. Harbor gets struck and we declare that we're going to war. Here we go. Unfortunately, we don't have the cool technology that Hetty just came up with. Uh, Would have helped, she, guys. From her helped. brain, she just thought of this brilliant idea, and yeah, morons. So, World War II goes on. Um, Hetty, along with other famous Hollywood stars, they, uh, and I'm really, like, I mean, everyone really helped in the country, but the Hollywood stars decide they're going to try to help in the war efforts. And Right. So they start doing a couple things. Hetty goes along with a few of them to do like signings, autographs at places where they're doing where you can buy war bonds. Yeah, Barnes and Noble. <laughs> no, no, I don't uh, know. Was Barnes and Noble back then? I don't think so. I, don't I think, think they're so. I think they're really recent. <laughs> Bar- Ish. Bonds and Noble. Bonds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. That's where you used to get it. So yeah, they would set up Hollywood actors and actresses to places where you could go buy bonds. That way, you go like you would go there to be drawn in to go meet your favorite celebrity, and they're like, "Buy some bonds, help us in the war." And so she would sign autographs and meet with people to help that. She also joined up the thing. Have you ever heard of the Hollywood Canteen? Mm -mm. This is kind of cool. So there was a thing called the Hollywood Canteen, which was a restaurant that was opened up where America would send some of their troops to go there before they were going to be shipped out, and it's ran by celebrities. So your food was cooked by a celebrity. And then, that, but... <laughs> and then Hetty, and it might have been like even just like well-known chefs and stuff. Yeah. Like, there's like hundreds of people that are involved with Bob, this. Bob Hope in the kitchen, like, cracking jokes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, check out this chicken I just dropped on the ground. Hey, Bob, pay attention, huh? <laughs> yeah, but she's waitressing, and she even said like, she's like, it's, because they, they were sending a lot of troops, and they were, like, sending them through. But you also got to hang out with them. Like, it wasn't just, like, a, how can I get your order? Okay, I've never heard of that. that. That's pretty cool, because You're about to go sucks. die. Yeah, getting shipped out. at least you can have, you know, you, you get to go meet hot people. And yeah, yeah, people who are not going to get killed, killed right now and are good-looking and crack jokes. Like, that's Yeah, cool. kind of uplift their spirits, because they know where they're going. So It makes it, it more depressing. It's a nice, it's, you know, it's supposed to be a nice thing. <laughs> Especially The men knew, right? Like, if that was a thing for our generation... The poor schmucks that went off to Afghanistan and Iraq oh, yeah. had to go meet uh, Fred Durst and Christina Aguilera. <laughs> the worst. <laughs> like, oh, that's right. Just send me over. I'm I good. I don't want to go. <laughs> or, you know, you shake hands with Fred Durst and you're like, you know, maybe the terrorists have a point. I don't know. <laughs> that's just what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe they have a fucking point. Maybe we just send him over there and they're like, yeah, you know, this is the Americans we're talking about we don't like. Okay, yeah, you send him over. if the terrorists killed Fred Durst, we would all... Be on the same page. Everybody would win, I guess. Yeah, we could end the war because we'd be like, you know what? I feel good about this. This is what should have happened. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, she's a, she's a waitress. Um, she said it was this really busy. She got to hang out with people. They got, I mean, I guess really they got to hang out with her. And she said she signed so many autographs that she thought her arm was gonna fall off. Yeah, because it was just one after the other, like for hours. And she's like, but I think it was, I think it was the right thing to do. I think it was a good yeah. thing to do. But on top of all of that, what she was already doing to help in the war efforts, she decides that she's going to sell her kisses huh? to any man who will pay $25,000 in <laughs> war bonds. What? Uh-huh. She does. She's going to go sell. Wait, so we're talking like a little pack or are we talking like kisses? 
can give you some. I didn't. I tried to me, find video of it. Give me a twenty-five. And there might be some kiss. out there, but I couldn't find it. I'm gonna assume for twenty-five thousand dollars, you're gonna get a little bit of a good smooch, at least uh, maybe more than a peck. But I don't know. I don't. We're know. not talking about prostitution here, right? No. Yeah. No. No uh, prostitution. It was kisses. Uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, it was kisses. I'm, I'm maybe she might have slept with some of them that she thought was attractive because I'm she was suspect of this. She dated a lot of different people during this. Which time is frame. fine. Yeah. And, and of course. you know, if you're willing to. Uh, you know, <laughs> sell yourself for war bonds. Hey, I'm not judging, but kisses? Yeah, no kisses. And that guess what? That just sounds like a cute 1930s way of saying, I'll fuck you. Okay, hold on. For $20,000. No, you got to think about this, though. It's the 19, early 1940s, and the hottest woman on the planet will give you a kiss. So, And you're helping your country. I mean, that's really right. the main thing, right? So right now, we, what, what are we talking about? Uh, Beyonce, Jennifer Lawrence type. Okay, yeah. Come on. How much are you paying for her a pack? Well, I'm not a rich man. Okay. Let's say you are. Let me give you an idea here. Let me give you an idea. Yeah. The average income at the time frame due to the war as well was mm-hmm. $2,000 a year. So $25,000 for huge. a kiss. You're you're the top of the f- Yeah, you're you're you own a bank that's already Okay. A, so she, these guys are this, throwing money away. She's doing this as a publicity stunt. Not actually attracting people to pay they might have done it anyways who knows maybe not maybe they've been like you got some fat cat who's also fat right. and he's like fuck i'll fucking i got money to blow I'll, i'm gonna kiss the hottest let woman me kiss you later so, i got my my checkbook let me get my checkbook get your get your lips ready get my checkbook and she's like oh god this is oh, this fucking guy Twenty five thousand dollars to the war help okay my family's you know my friends are all okay, okay. But P- check this out. Up. For $25,000 a kiss, she raises $17 million <laughs> by kissing only 680 people. You gotta be kidding. This is insane. That's how many people <laughs> wanted to fucking kiss her. What? And they would pay $25,000 to do so. I'm losing my brain. $17 right now. million. I have so many questions. <laughs> what do you got? Okay. Okay. So, how, uh, how many people are you saying? 680 people. This is lip to lip, yeah, smooching, yeah. So for twenty five, can you imagine a twenty five thousand dollar kiss? Is this? Yeah. Now I can't. Me... I can't organize my thoughts. Yeah. Is this where chlamydia started? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Gonorrhea? No. No. There's no. And every one of these exchanges was was a couple grand, twenty grand, twenty five thousand dollars. Who the fuck are these people? I don't know. The richest people in America at the time. The 600 richest people lined up. Yeah. Was it like on the same day she had like a cardboard I don't box think it was the same day. Was... I think she said it out there. Like she put out there like, hey, if anyone goes and buy, I, it might have even been like, if anyone does $25,000, I'll kiss them kind of a thing. And then it might have turned into like a, oh my God, there's people that will actually do this. And there's a lot of them. Okay. okay. I mean, that's kind of cute where it's like people that were probably going to give bonds anyway. Yeah. And she just goes, collects and then gives them a little smooch. Yeah. That's cute. Yeah. How many of them did she fuck? I did not see that there was any that she fucked. How many of them gave her heady? Hopefully all of them, and she deserves it. She fucking does. 20 uh, grand a piece? Yeah. I, 25. Th- this is nuts. Now, here's a fun thing, because I, I wanted to see by... Six, what, you said $6 million? $17 million. Oh, my God. Now, you can go do the math. I made sure to double check it. That's fucking now, crazy. you want to know something even more fun? You know what $17 million back then was to today's money? Oh God! I don't. It's two hundred fifty-five million dollars. <laughs> it's it's actually more than that. It's two hundred fifty-five six hundred forty-six thousand. Two hundred fifty-five million six hundred forty-six thousand six hundred twenty-five dollars. Did 
did Roosevelt immediately grant her citizenship? Like, holy fuck, you, hey, hang out, live here now. She becomes a citizen. Yeah, yeah. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> I she might have bet. already been at this point, but yeah. I fucking bet, because, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously she's working for the war effort, but this is from the American well, source. And it's just cool because she was already doing other stuff that was already super helpful. She was already going to do the celebrity thing to, to draw people in, the average man to come in and yeah. like buy 10 cent bond, buy a dollar bond kind of thing. Yeah. And then she was helping out the troops, and then she did this and raised $17 million just by herself on that. How do people not know this? Like, now, you think about the most beautiful woman on earth promoting yeah. war bonds during World War II and kissed a bunch of people for her. Yeah, like, right? I didn't know either. It seems like it was the front page of the New York Times at one point, I bet. Probably. I would imagine it should be. Yeah, they probably actually did to help promote it even more. If, if you hadn't heard about it, she'll go kiss you, man, for $25,000. <sighs> Now, I'm bummed out she's dead. I want to give her twenty grand to get a smooch now. I yeah. want to be on a list. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. Bummer. But in case anyone doesn't know um what war bonds are, I think most people do, but just in case, war yeah. bonds. So in the United States during the World War II, they came up with this idea to do war bonds. As a matter of fact, they might have done it even before that, but that's the last time that we've ever had to do it. War well, bonds was basically you're loaning the government money. Yeah. This was in the helps of to basically get the war you know, funded, funded. Exactly. Sure. So, um, and, um, the, the overall amount that was generated for this, I mean, uh, to give you an idea of how much America as a whole generated for war bonds yeah, was $185 billion of that time money. Yeah. Whoa. Of that time money. I mean, the, really, the whole country came together and just basically dumped all their resources. Hey, I'm, you know. It was, you know, we were not wanting to get in the war, and then once we got bombed by Pearl Harbor, everybody was like, all right, let's go fuck them up. Fuck them. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone I mean, was ready to go. That's a scary time because you've got two fronts, the Japanese on one side, the Germans on the other. The Germans are taking over everything in Europe at this point. It does not another. look to be going They're, well. The French got taken over, so yeah. And Germans, I mean, they they have a lot of money and resources now, especially because they're taking over other places. They're collecting it all and and building up new. Yeah. So sort this of an was inspiring feeling, like a collective national fuck them. That's exactly what it was. America yeah. was like, Let's all right, fuck them up. So uh, 1943. So a year later. Uh, Hetty marries her third husband, mm. who's a British actor named John Loder. And uh, she has two kids with him. Um, and John actually adopts both those kids. Sweet. Oh, sorry. He adopts the first child along with her. So according to the kid, yeah. her first child that she said was adopted that was really hers. Technically her second, right? Well, yeah. Well, so the first... She had one with Fritz or not Fritz, not the other guy. Yeah, with yeah. Uh, the guy's name you don't like. Fat guy. What was this? Gene. Gene, that's right. Yeah. So the yeah, first Jean. child she had with Gene, but she said was adopted. Right. So according to her actual son, who she says adopted, he now thinks that his mom is actually his adopted mom, and his father is an actual adopted father. So he just that's thinks he's adopted. As shit. Yeah. But she has two other kids, and it's kind of weird because she tends to favor those two over that one, over mm. the one she claims to be adopted. With Kurt Loder. Yeah, so... From MTV. What? No. No? Not Kurt Loder. John Loder. John Loder. Yeah. He... <laughs> yeah. This is, I'm just a pervert. But... His, his name is Loder. Oh, Her yeah. name is Hetty. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a child. That's all right. It's fun. It's fine. <laughs> so... I'm going to Loder with Hetty. That doesn't make any sense. Well... Fuck. Well... 
No, it doesn't. I can't put it together. <laughs> no, I got nothing. So, unfortunately, that only lasts about four years for their marriage, though. That's a decent run. It's longer yeah. than Gene. Yeah, fuck Gene. He's only a year. Maybe yeah, not, a little less than a year. It was the morning after the wedding. She looked at the mirror and was like, you're married to a guy named Gene? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, I'm Hedy Lamar. I don't need this shit. <laughs> yeah, no, she was known to be dating around a lot, too, and between her husbands and stuff. She she was a pretty girl. She, she, yeah, got, she does what she wants. Yeah. So uh, She does what I would do if I look like that. Yeah. Luckily and, for the world, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Hit me up if you ever... <laughs> If I ever get a, a different face. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if you ever, you know, I'll, I'll be one of the people that's okay with this face. That's all right. Yeah. All right. Oh, that'd be so much fun <laughs> if I had a good face. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what it's like. I don't know. So uh, just to kind of also go a little bit further, because these parts aren't necessarily super interesting. She does continue to go on and marry three more people and divorce them. So she marries six times. Um, yeah. The only one that's really worth mentioning and it's only because it's funny to me. Is the yeah. last person she married uh-huh. was her divorce attorney? Her divorce attorney, uh, who like <laughs> did the paperwork for the previous? <laughs> yeah. So he apparently was like, "Why not? I'll, I'll give it a shot." Hey, want to go out sometime? I guess I don't know. So they get married. Well, and... she probably started fucking him like because she had so many divorces, like as a discount, <laughs> right? <laughs> or even just like you know what we've been seeing each other a lot lately for the last you know few years and me getting married. And I see divorce. you pretty regularly on yeah. a regular basis she divorced him too which is hilarious <laughs> because how awkward is that you're fired and i also am getting a divorce from you uh, yeah and I'm you're getting not a, my attorney i'm for getting this. a new attorney and they're going to and i'm gonna marry him later maybe i don't know i'm fucking him <laughs> i don't know so yeah so throughout her life she married six times uh and divorced uh all and men. and i think she was always the divorcer like she always divorced oh them. i believe that i mean yeah. i guess the first husband she didn't technically divorce but she i mean clearly she just Left, left because that guy was yeah. an asshole. And he, yeah, he's dead so, somewhere on a beach. Argentina, nobody, yeah. Nobody gives a shit about a, a Nazi <laughs> sympathizer dying on a beach. But so she had the three kids. Um. Yes. And then that's it. And that was it. All right. So she goes on to do basically her her major last film, which was uh, Samson and Delilah. Sure. Yeah. The which the, I. Biblical, yes, yeah. I swear to God, I've even seen this when I was much younger. It was like on one of those, I don't know, channels of played, PBS or something. Played some sort of yeah, biblical yeah. kind of movie. Mor- Mormon channel, old, yeah. But uh, this is weird because this is where she's considered to be not only doing her best acting, but also where most people agreed that this was like where she was the most attractive in all her films. This Ooh. was it. Which the weird part is, is that it's basically her last film because afterwards everyone says that she's too old and she's losing her looks. Yeah. So there's no MILF category for old movies. No cougars, I guess. <laughs> black and white movies. I guess not, man. People get picky. Well, it's yeah. also during the time frame what what, what caused it was uh, Marilyn Ma- Marilyn Monroe uh, had just come out doing films the and beauty standard switched and it changed up everything. She's the new young hot thing. Well, yeah, and kind of pushes mm-hmm. Hetty out. I mean, there's a few others too, but. I mean, Hetty's only really in her 30s, so she's not even old. She's only in her 30s? Yeah. She's in her she's in her mid-30s. I mean, I guess, like, because... Okay, so we're talking the um, 40s? 50s? 40s. 40s. So, um, I mean, I guess... It, it, yeah, 40s no, going into the 50s. I, I was trying to justify it, but I, I can't justify it because 30s is not old. 
You don't. Oh. You, you can't really see. I think she's like thirty six ish, thirty six, thirty seven, and then and then. That's the thing, though, is everything kind of changed. Also, Marilyn Marilyn Monroe was kind of like the complete opposite in, in terms of like looks and hotness, right? So yeah, not hotness, but so Hetty's kind of dark and sultry and kind of uh, you know, yeah. and and then you got. Marilyn Monroe, who was very girly and bubbly and blonde oh, wow. and bright and light, where Hetty was on the not dark, but like she had. I don't know what's going stuff. on. Yeah, she kind of put the ditzy thing, and all of the United States just turned to Marilyn Monroe. She just became, yeah, you know, Marilyn Monroe. She's like she one of the most. What she is, yeah. yeah. She has more books written on her than Hitler does. Does she really? She fucking does. <laughs> yeah, she's the only person in the world that has more books written on her than Hitler. Man, that's so funny. Yeah, because it's like it's like Abraham Lincoln and Hitler and and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, well, which I, mean, I get. I mean, who doesn't want to think about Marilyn Monroe? But uh, media's changed at this time too. It's a much easier to broadcast uh, things and stuff. So yeah. as that becomes easier, people can promote stuff. Marilyn Marilyn Monroe's this new hot thing, and it gets yeah. promoted like crazy. Well, this is the exact same scenario that Michelle Pfeiffer went through when uh, Pamela Anderson happened. <laughs> It's the same thing. Like, okay, yeah, she's 10 years younger than me, but whatever. I'm still hot. But then Pamela Anderson's like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Look at my tits. Yeah. And it, yeah, everybody's into that. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. 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 Um, some kind of weird thing happened with her first son. Mm. Um, by the time he hits 11 years old, she ships him off to uh, school, to the boarding fuck, school. Get the fuck out. And she never... She never, like, goes and gets him again. What? Yeah. Like, so she was just done with him. Like at the end of the semester, he's eleven. Mm-hmm. Is that what you said? Yeah. And he's just outside in the rain, alone with his suitcase, and he gets adopted by a teacher who works at the school that she left him at. Oh, Hetty. Yeah, and there was always something about how she kind of always favored the other two, and um, as they all got older, you know, her kids got older. Her daughter came out and said, you know, um. I don't know why she did it. I can say that um, we all saw, you know, her first child as being troublesome. However, it I don't know how she was able to do this. You know, I a lot of people speculate a whole bunch of stuff. A lot of people who are not, you know, psychologists are like, well, she went from her home, left into the United States, and her whole hometown was basically taken over by Nazis. She's been put in front of everybody. She's yeah. a huge celebrity. She has. You know, she's an actress. She's got tons of money. Everything's thrown at her. But she's also neglected for her intelligence and only looked at for her beauty, which she didn't really care. That That's what she was noted for. Right. And she's dealing with all these things in a short time period. And then she's losing her her looks for acting, at least, and not getting the jobs. And I, she basically – and I guess he was troublesome. She didn't know how to handle that. She was just too stressed out. And I guess she was just like, yeah, you're just going to go to boarding school and uh, see you later. That's a bummer. Yeah. That's a humongous bummer. So what happened to him? Is he – He grew up and, I mean, basically didn't ever get to talk to his mom really. Ugh. Um, and I guess I, – there. I read something that they did reconnect, but I think it was like – Brief. I mean, we're talking about 40 years after he, you know – she left him there. Well, you so know, it's not like they really. Hetty was very famous, very rich. Those yeah. people tend to be a little bit cold. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sad. And then as this happens, it, it kind of just gets a little bit worse in the sense that not only is she not, you know, her patent idea doesn't get taken. Um, the things she was intelligent for, she had other ideas too. She actually worked, like I was saying, with she worked with Hughes, right? Oh yeah, Howard. Yeah, Howard Hughes, and he. 
also said similar things that everybody else said that like got to know her. It was like this this Damn. girl is brilliant. Yeah. She actually made his wing design more aerodynamic. So she was like, here, what? this is what you should do. Like, she was smart. She would just go up and see, look at stuff, and she's like, okay. And she'd kind of research it, and then she'd come back and be like, yeah, this is not, this would be better if you did it this way. It almost feels like her beauty, it's bad. Like, if she right? wasn't beautiful, and she just dedicated herself to being like an engineer or a scientist, she would have done some incredible shit. One in school, um, she her favorite subject, her favorite class was chemistry, and she said that she not only picked it up, like she's like, this was easy for me, it felt easy, and I yeah. really liked it. I would have gone down that direction if I didn't get involved with acting. What she wanted to do, it's not like she you know regretted it, but she was like, I would have gone down that path, but acting took over, and that was yeah, you know, that's fun. what I imagine. I mean, like the, I mean, it takes it takes attention and dedication mm-hmm. to be an actress, so. She threw all her energy at that instead of, you yeah. know, solving the world's problems, which maybe yeah. she fucking could have done. Well, even then, like, I mean, you know, isn't that selfish to be like, oh, these are your guys' problems. <laughs> uh, I'm going to work on the stuff I think is interesting. You, fuck, you fucking do Not to it. mention, especially every time she tried to help out, people are like, yeah, go away, woman. Yeah, that's true. So Not only are you a woman, but you're pretty, so clearly you're an idiot. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is a bummer. She, But her mind just worked differently. She just saw stuff and could figure things out. She'd better huh. things. She, she was a tinker. She's she, an engineer. And oftentimes, and I don't, I don't have all of them written down, but she was noted for oftentimes talking about things and being like, it should be done this way. It should be fixed this way. That's not as good as if it could be done this way. And people would be like, oh, shit. And that's why so many people are like, if you get to know her, yeah. if you're not just looking at the actress, if you go and like she talked to her, you find out she's... She might be one of the smartest people in the world. A sharp lady. Yeah. She just she did spend her time on doing things she loved, like acting. Yeah. But uh, she did enjoy those other things, and so she helped, you know, Hughes with that. Um, she It gets worse from here as more hotter, younger actresses are coming out. Hetty decides to go get plastic surgery. Uh, um, you know, in today's day, it's still not... I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. No. You know? I um, saw a lady the other day that just freaked me out, man. Even today, I'd be I like, don't she, do it. It's, you don't look like a human being. Yeah. So you can imagine back then, at first it wasn't so bad, but she went under the, under the knife many times. So mm. you can tell she's starting to get plastic surgery, but it's not anything too crazy in the sense of it not, you know, going any... Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's as good as it could be at that time frame, but yeah. it gets all of a sudden very bad Not because great. one of the times she goes under, it's botched pretty bad. I'm gonna I'm gonna Google it. Yeah. I mean, she still looks like a person, but it's not a good, it wasn't a good job. And she kind of becomes a recluse because, you know, you're noted for your yeah. your beauty and and you're, that, you're a huge actress. You're not going to go out walking around now. Well, that's, a, that's definitely like a, a stereotype of the old Hollywood starlet locked away in a dark apartment or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Sad. It's a total bummer. And so she locks herself away. She is not, um, she does not get her recognition for her patent, which, by the way, is now being used. What the fuck? Isn't her name on it? Yeah. But she doesn't get any kind of credit for it until 1997. Sorry, I just Googled her plastic yeah, surgery. I know. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, Hetty. I know. All Poor right. Hetty. Yeah. But uh, that's, that's rough. Beauty standards are hard to meet, man. Oh, yeah. And when you're trying to do it with plastic surgery, that's yeah. there's never any really good way of going about it that way. Mm-mm. But, yeah, so she doesn't get – so she presented the patent to the military – Back in the early 40s, 1941, right? She doesn't get credit for it until 1997. And they're already starting to use it and shit. Who? So they just took it and they just... 
Like it's being used in cell phones. It's being used in fax machines. It's being used in all, all sorts of stuff. And now we use it in today's Wi-Fi. We still use the same idea that basically falls under her patent. And presumably, like her estate is not getting credit for this. No, she's getting paid. So she died three years after finally getting recognized for it. In the nineties, in two thousand, she died in two thousand at age eighty-five, and she only left. It's presumed about a million to two million dollars to only two of the three kids. Even though her patent was worth billions. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what, exactly what happened or why. Because she's a woman. Yeah. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe her kids could have gone and fought and been like, hey, everyone's using this shit now. But yeah. yeah like, So cell phones used to run on what was called CDMA, which is uh, was widely used in the 90s and 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a wave yeah. thing. So there was multiple ones, but CDMA was apparently... Uh, basically based on her idea okay and i don't cdma is no longer used for cell phones but i still think the same type of technology still kind of transitions transitions into what we do use yeah so it's yeah if you ever get a chance to look at the patent because you can go just search it on google and take a look at the picture yeah no it's not like okay here's the wavelength and here's the piano it's like this drawn out schematics of like how I don't even know. I don't know how to switch the frequencies. Or yeah, whatever. dude, it's crazy. So you go look at it. It's got her name on it. And it's got the uh, pianist name that she worked with, to uh, you know that they went in together to do that. So yeah, it's kind of a it, it kind of a sad story because she was brilliant and wasn't really recognized for it except for by a few people that she knew personally. Um, she didn't get the credit for the things she yeah. did until three years before she died, but um, it was used like people who were using her her idea. And we now use it today. Everywhere. Weird, and it's so weird that um, it's a technology that, especially as we move into in the two thousands where we are now, mm-hmm. you know, with cell phones or so yeah. ubiquitous and whatever, yeah. Um, that they finally were like, okay, yeah, it was you. Yeah, yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's super fucked up. Pretty much. It took until it was so. Uh, inundated with that technology, they were like, okay, yeah, okay, it's yours. Yeah, she does get, um, she does kind of get some cool recognition uh, recognitions from certain organizations. So, um, now and especially in today, like, I didn't hear anything about this, and obviously in 1997 or 2000, no, I, don't I think it was still kind of like nobody really cared, even though it was being used for everywhere. I was but, experimenting with masturbation at that point. I didn't know anything else no, that was happening. I don't think the rest of the world. I guess they were doing the same thing. I don't know. The only thing I know is that, yeah, the whole rest of the world discovered masturbation. But she is starting to now in these last couple of years, people are like, oh, Hetty's the one who like came up with the idea that we use in Wi-Fi. Like that's now becoming kind of more of a broader thing. You can actually go search her and find that's that That's the truth. A movie was made about her. So people are actually starting to finally. Um, she did get recognized by, well, let's see here, both her and George um, Anthill, the guy that she was the piano player the that they p- went together okay. to get the patent, right? So they were both honored with the Electronic Frontier Foundation, EFF, um, Power Award. And uh, Hetty is also the first female recipient of the, what's called a bubble, a bubble, I don't know how to say it, Bulby, B-U-L-B-I-E, Bulby uh-huh. NAS Spirit of Achievement Award, which is basically a prestigious lifetime accomplishment prize that are for inventors. And it's ah. kind of, it's dubbed as the Oscar of inventing. Oh, okay. It's like, it's a high award, I guess, yeah. that you can get. I won that in 97 for my masturbation techniques. Oh, you must have been pretty good. What kind of, what kind of invention? Yeah, um, there's a lot of switch header stuff. Oh, yeah. And angles. 
Yeah. Changing of the... Yeah, you can look up the patent. Finger frequencies. Yeah, there's some finger stuff. Yeah. Um, but now she's at least now today, she's listed as one of the most um, important inventor well, women of, you know... It's really, she's be the most important oh my God. inventor, es- but... Especially if she has some uh, something accredited for Wi-Fi. That's... Dude, everything is fucking yeah, Wi-Fi. Right? What about Wi-Fi is she attributed so to? So Wi-Fi, you can't jump onto somebody else's Wi-Fi without the password, right? I'm going to jump on yours right now. Well, you, you have my password, don't but you? But my phone doesn't automatically connect to your Wi-Fi for something. Oh. So when you go to try to jump on somebody's Wi-Fi... I'm going to do it right and now. And this is, by the way... This is an idiot explaining this. Right. So, yeah, and I'm sure there's also a lot more complexity that goes into this. But if you try to jump onto somebody else's Wi-Fi, you can't. And I guess the idea is that it's changing frequencies. Oh. Now, if you have the password, your phone, if you're jumping on with your phone or whatever. Okay. If your phone, if you put in the password, it can then have the same frequency. And it's like, okay, now you can join in. And that way, everyone else that tries to do it gets blocked off. You know, it can never actually connect. So the, the password feeds the whatever the the pattern is from the router to your phone it tells the so when you put the password in the router goes oh this is something that's accept, acceptable i can now give this device we can the now. code and oh. now both of us are running on the same code wave well, god damn it heady yeah nice job yeah fuck i don't know if wi-fi only runs on 88 i imagine by now you could probably run on a much higher number so that way that's gonna be big. maybe eighty eight's all you need if you're changing that fast. Nothing else is gonna be. I, don't I know. guess it depends. I don't. Know. So I don't know how it works with Wi Fi, but nonetheless, it is definitely off of her patent. Good. So, um, fun fact. Yeah. Okay. Just for fun, Heidi. Uh, sorry, Heidi. Hetty's face mm-hmm. was the inspiration for Snow White. What? Like from the, the cartoon? Drawing. So when the artist went to go draw Snow White, they used her face because they were like the most beautiful woman in the world. Let's go ahead and. Uh, Basically, use this off of Snow I White. I have Googled so many things this episode. I just want to see. Yeah. <laughs> she was also the inspiration for Catwoman. Uh, whoa, whoa, the whoa, artist whoa, drew whoa. it. Okay. So, like, from the original comic. Yeah. That's like, that, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a specific actress. But it's, yeah. it's Eartha Kitt, isn't it? For, what are you talking about? What movie? Well, from the, like, 66 Batman. Yeah, no, but this would have been for the artwork. I don't know who but the her, actress was during the uh, 60s Catwoman. Her face is the... But no, for the drawing, right? So the artist who was going to draw, they used her face as like, this is what we're going to base our drawing off of to make it the most attractive woman. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Isn't that kind of fun? I mean, you're not kidding when you say that she was the most beautiful woman on it. Yeah. Like, that's how people saw her because obviously... Yeah. They're like, well, if we're going to make a pretty person, it needs to be... Well, obviously, it's going to have to be Hetty. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That is my friend's... Hedy Lamar. I'm Googling Hedy Lamar Snow White. Oh, I forgot to tell you one last thing. Yeah. This, we, this can go into the fun facts because oh it my works gosh, there's perfectly. A back and, there's a back and like a a picture that shows both her and Snow White together. And yeah. Yeah. That's I, what she I looks like. I didn't look it up, but I, I've seen pictures of Hedy and I, I remember what Snow White looks like. So I was kind of like, yeah, I could see that for right. sure. Yeah. So here's the other fun fact that I should have really just mentioned earlier, but it can be a fun fact now. Yeah. So... As we know, Hedy Lamar was not her birth name. When what? she was traveling from London to the U.S. to go to Hollywood, mm-hmm. and she met that producer to get her the $500 a oh, week contract. Right. So that guy's name was Louis B. Mayer, um, and he is the one who came up with the idea to change her name to be Hedy Lamar. Mm. And the reason why is because there was another actress just before Hedy, I say just before, a little bit before, a little bit before Hedy, named Barbara Lamar, and it was spelled differently and it was law like 
L.A. Space, M-A-R-R. Okay. And she, at the time of her fame, was dubbed the girl who is too beautiful. Oh. So, yeah. yeah. So, Louis Mayer was trying to kind of connect these two. Like, you're already the most beautiful woman in the world. (laughs) Right. Let's kind of... Every Lamar is very pretty. Put in, yeah. Yeah. We'll just stick that in your name. People will be, like, connecting the two by themselves. So, yeah. There's another fun fact. So, what's her actual last name? Her actual last name? Keister. Remember, because you said uh, Keebler. Oh, that's right. The, the, the Keister. Yeah, the Keister elves. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, her full name was Hedwig Eva Maria Keister. Well, there you go. There's your people time. Holy fuck. Yeah. I feel pretty good. I got pretty drunk this episode. Did you? Yeah. You drink a little bit more when I'm talking? I haven't more? eaten very much today. <laughs> I did a lot of yard work instead. You seem fine. Nah, I feel all right. I feel pretty good. I googled a lot of pictures of Hayley Lamar. Good. She's she was very attractive. She was very attractive, but not in like the you know you look at a Marilyn Monroe picture and you're like yeah damn yeah Hayley Lamar you're like yeah you're just you're just stunning yeah 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 it's a different kind of attractive where you're, you're sort of blown away by it. So you can stand there and look stupid, and then you could be gorgeous too. I oh wherever I am, I'm standing there looking stupid. But at least she does a good job at it. I'll give you one more quote from her, shall I? Yeah, quote us all day. I'll give you one more. She sounds like a a clever person. I'm sure she has a lot of quotables. This one's kind of funny. I just liked it. So. I like marrying guys. I don't, you know, I don't really give a shit. Yeah. I like to marry them. I like to use my divorce attorney boyfriend to take half of their assets. And that's my hobby. Here's what she thought about American men when she came over to Hollywood. Oh. American men as a group seem to be interested in only two things. Mm -hmm. Money and breast. It seems very narrow outlook. And that's how most people looked at her. So she cut right to it. Kind of give an idea of like, that's how she kind of felt. It's mm, kind of where I'm at though. And then money, money and breasts. I don't, I don't really do much else. Yeah. Her third <laughs> husband, best quote from her in my opinion, just because it's hilarious. Her, yeah. her third husband, uh-huh. John Loder, if you remember. Right. Yeah. Kurt Loder, MTV. Yeah. So when they got a divorce, there was like, kind of like the media playing both sides of like, why'd you get divorced? And they're kind of, Kind of talking back and you yeah. know, trash back and forth. So according to him, he called her a cold-hearted bitch. Yeah. And then they went and asked her, like, what do you think about that? And she was like, because <laughs> he, he was the English actor. Mm. So she responded back with, yeah, well, he's a, he's a terrible actor, and he was a great bore at home. <laughs> she was like, he was boring. <laughs> he's a shitty actor, and he's yeah. boring at home. That's fucking hilarious. Yeah. What do you think of that? What do you think about your ex? Yeah, he sucks at his job. Yeah. And... Uh, he bored me. <laughs> yeah, he loaded me up with uh, boredom. Boredom. Yeah, so, he couldn't know. even give me good heady. Yeah, but that's the worst too. So I fucking left. Yeah. That's what I would have done too with John. Go heady. Yeah, go heady. This I, I like that. This is a person who has these great uh, potentialities with like science, yeah, and engineering, and doesn't particularly care. Yeah, yeah. She had one good idea and was like, "I'm gonna follow through on that." But I bet she had a ton of good ideas that she was like. Yeah. Yep. I just, you know, I don't care. There were some other things I like, that she. I like money and doing my own thing. Yeah. yeah it's fucking cool, actually, because she just does whatever she feels like. Yeah. Most people only have the one thing. Yeah. That they could pursue, and she's like, I can do whatever I feel like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she she could have just been known for just being a famous actress, and that would have been a pretty good life, but anyways. I'd just be like, cool, she was a yeah. famous actress, but she was intelligent as shit. Well, what's crazy is that she's not just. An actress, like she's the actress of a period, and yeah, I don't think most people know that. No, I, yeah, because of the time frame yeah. of what we're in and what 
what time frame it came out was yeah. a while back. And our culture tends to forget anything 1960 minus culture wise. 1960. What's that? 1960. Like anything before that. What's a 1960? The year. 19. Was that before like 1990? I don't get it. Um. So. When so when um, uh-huh. Kurt Cobain happened, okay, yeah, and you go back to when John Lennon happened. Uh, that's about the same time frame, right? Kurt Cobain, John Lennon. Yes. Good. So anything before that, we just don't know about. Yeah. It, was there anything? I don't think there was. So I know there was not color yet. Yeah, which is weird to think about. Everyone, everything was just black and white. But what's weird is nobody's really talking about who invented color. <laughs> We just all accept that it, sometime in the 60s, we all had color. You know, sometimes I think that our uh, humor, there's going to be someone who's gonna be like, I don't, I, are they serious? Do they really think that? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think there's going to be very many, but yeah, I hope there's one listener being like, what? Do they really think that <laughs> there wasn't color? color? They're talking about the television or are they talking about real life? <laughs> yes, both. But hey, go Hedy Lamar. I think it's cool that this is a person who probably should be better known for both aspects. Yes. You know, the acting and, and, and the science. And if you're listening to this on your phone or on your yeah. computer through Wi-Fi, GPS, anything that you're using, yeah, give a give a little nod towards Hetty for... Pour one out. Yeah. Pour, pour out a fifth on your front lawn and just go, Hello, ma! Just like that. Hello, ma! And the next time that you're giving head or receiving head on a vaginal area... Think about her. Yeah. That's what her name means. Yeah. That's what I'm going to tell my wife now. She's going to hate it. I'm mean, like, you want me to give you a Lamar? And she's going to make me sleep in the garage again. And then Hedy Lamar is going to hate that while she's dead. Be like, oh my God, this is what my name is going down for. Yeah. Because I'm going to sit in my garage lonely and use my cell phone to just stare at YouTube. And all everything in that whole scenario is Hedy Lamar's fault. Yeah. <laughs> so go Hedy Lamar. Go Hedy. I actually do like a lot about her that she's sort of like a cold bitch. I love a cold bitch. I don't know if she's that cold. Well, cold in that, like, I shouldn't say cold, assertive. Yeah. She doesn't. She marries a guy, doesn't like him. Fuck get, that guy. Get the fuck out. Yeah, you're in the way, actually, have, and you're boring. I have an 11-year-old boy, don't like his face, get the fuck out. <laughs> that part does suck. <laughs> that poor kid. That's man. not great. That's, uh, that's one part of her life, which Ugh. we like to tell the whole entire story. You know, we like to tell the whole entire story, yeah. and that, that does suck that that happened. We're not going to sugarcoat whatever. Yeah. That's it. There you go. And he grew up kind of kind of messed up, I'm certain. I don't and know. That's what it is. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I'm a little messed up. It's fine. <laughs> go Hetty. Yeah, yeah. Go Hetty. Hey, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to, to People program. Time. Yeah, hey, don't forget to tell your grandparents about us, recommend us, and then show them how to give us a rating on iTunes. Yeah. This yeah. is how you know it's the end of the episode, because look how much energy we have. So we, we perk back up. <laughs> ah! We're so excited we're done. <laughs> and we love you guys. That's actually you dabblers. True. I have a lot of fun. Hey, thanks, thanks dabblers. For, thanks for dabbling with us. I dabbled myself a good portion of this under the table, and uh, Jordan didn't see me do it. I but saw. I feel good about it. <laughs> I didn't mind. I just saw it. I'm just looking at pictures of Hey Lamar on, on, on Google, and he's telling a story, and he doesn't even know. I'm, oh, oh my God. I felt it hit my shoe. <laughs> I hope you cut that out. <laughs> hey, thanks again for listening to one of our podcasts. Be sure to catch our next one that's coming out. Thank you. People time. People time. Hey, click on the next one and subscribe, bitch.